Today we celebrate one of the greatest solemnities in the church, the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. Next week we begin the Advent season, the new liturgical calendar, which means today we, or this week, we finish the end of this liturgical calendar. I think it's quite appropriate that the church gives to us this great feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, on the last Sunday of the liturgical calendar because in the end, at the end of time, he's going to be the only king. He's going, it's Jesus Christ, the, the king of everything, that is. Which is, when you think about it, it's, it's really crazy. You know, Jesus, who has died, risen from the dead, he ascended body, blood, soul, and divinity into heaven. Right now, as I'm talking to you, there's a human being who, who has authority over the whole universe. All the galaxies, all the stars, the sun, the moon, everything on this earth. He who created everything as God became then a human being like us and everything but sin. Then ascends to the right hand of the Father. And from there he's going to come to judge the living and the dead. And of his kingdom there will be no end. It's rather strange that on a feast day like today, Jesus Christ the king, that we hear a gospel reading about the crucifixion. We hear Jesus, you know, it's the story of Jesus there being crucified, the two thieves, one is right, one is left. They're making fun of him, they're mocking him. It's, it's quite crazy that this scene, the scene of the, the crucifix, the scene of the cross, the man hanging on the cross, is the gospel reading that we hear today. It almost seems the opposite of what's taking place. That, that when we look at the crucifix, it looks like this is like a weak man. This is a man who lost. This is not a man who's victorious. This is a man who, who's broken. And yet it's the gospel reading. The reason being is, do you remember last Sunday I spoke about the Mass being a sacrifice? That the sacrifice of the Mass is the sacrifice of the cross. What Jesus went through for our salvation at every Mass, we enter into that same sacrifice, Jesus offering himself completely, body, blood, soul, and divinity to the Father. Completely, this total self-gift. Right now, he's, he's doing just that. He's offering himself. But he's offering himself specifically as a human being, and as a human being offering all of humanity, you and me, he's offering to God. The, the preface which we hear right before the Sanctus, before the Holy, 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 says this today. This is the priest speaking to the Father. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you anointed your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, with the oil of gladness, as eternal priest and King of all creation, so that by offering himself on the altar of the cross as a spotless sacrifice to bring us peace, he might accomplish the mysteries of human redemption. And making all created things subject to his rule, he might present to the immensity of your majesty an eternal and universal kingdom. Listen to this type of kingdom. A kingdom of truth and life, a kingdom of holiness and grace, a kingdom of justice, love, and peace. And so, with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glorious without end, we acclaim. And then we sing the song, too. So this, the song of the angels in heaven that we hear about in Isaiah, as well as in the last book of the Bible. The sacrifice of the cross, 
is made present. Actually, the I don't know if you caught this in this prayer. It says, he offered himself on the altar of the cross. The altar here symbolizes the cross. That's why the priest, when he comes in, he kisses the altar. He's, he kisses the altar at the end of Mass as well because it's this altar upon which is presented to us the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. All the difficulties he went through. Yesterday morning, I got up really early with my younger brother, Benjamin, and we went out deer hunting. I hadn't hunted in 14 years. So I went out, and, and we, were, we got up early. We saw a number of deer crossing, you know, as, as they, the sun was coming up. At this one point, as they were coming up this hill, my younger brother, Benjamin, and I, we ran. We had to run a, quite, a, a pretty long distance to get ahead of the deer so that as they would come by right in front of us, and I could get a shot at one. They were white-tailed deer. And as I was running, I happened to, I don't know what happened, but I must have pulled some muscle in my back because I woke up in the middle of the night about 2.30 and I couldn't sleep anymore. The, the pain in my back was, was just horrendous. Even now I still have this backache. But this morning as I was preaching in Halliday and as I was preaching in, in Kilder, I realized that my suffering, my little backache, which, which was quite big this morning, uh, is really nothing compared to the sufferings that Jesus had on the cross. That his hands are pierced, his side is pierced. But not only that, he, he was sexually abused previously. He's cru- he was crucified naked. We put a garment on him for, for his, you know, to, out of respect. But he was crucified naked, scourged, beat up, spit upon. That our aches and pains are really nothing in comparison to what he went through. Really nothing. You know, and then we get a little cold and we're complaining, you know, that we're blowing our nose, you know. But when you think about when we look at what Jesus has gone through, the king of the universe who has humbled himself to share in our humanity, but not only to share in our humanity, he has humbled himself to the point of dying on the cross. Our king is humble. Our king who's who's the creator of heaven and earth, humbles himself, becomes one of us, and dies on the cross. But not only that, he humbles himself by making himself present to us in Holy Communion, the Blessed Sacrament. When I was in high school, my grandma, Evinger, ended up in, at St. Benedict's Nursing Home in Dickinson. So we would go visit her almost every Sunday. We would go on in, St. Benedict's, from my experience there, everything was pretty clean overall. They had good nurses. From my understanding, it's still the case today. But we'd go to visit Grandma almost every Sunday. When I went off to college seminary, part of our apostolic works were going to the nursing home, going to visit people who were on hospice, going to the hospital. So I had a number of experiences throughout my time in seminary, not only in Dickinson in high school, in Fargo, in college seminary, in Omaha, Nebraska, when I was there for 10 weeks in seminary, in Detroit, Michigan, during my time there. A lot of experiences. In preparing for this homily this week, those experiences came to my mind, and particularly this. Particularly this, that in a number of nursing homes, a number of hospitals, 
There are people who have good families, and their families come to visit them often. They have good friends, friends come to visit. And then there are those whose family has all died, or whose family doesn't care about them. You know, they're just waiting for the inheritance. Who cares about dad and mom? Or there's the ones who everybody is gone. Maybe the kids are far away. And there's a certain man, a certain woman, whom no one comes to visit. Particularly in nursing homes where the staff are overworked. In, in Kilder, we have a very good nursing home. You know, you come on in and you see smiles on the staffs, of, you know, on their faces, which is, which is wonderful. It tells me a lot what's going on. But of all the places I've been, there are always those who are forgotten, even by staff, left alone, maybe because they themselves are quite grumpy or whatever it is, but the poverty and how, how often, how often they're, they're just not even noticed. And in thinking about that, I thought about today's feast day, the, the Jesus, you know, king of the universe, the God of heaven and earth, becoming one of us, not just as a human, be human being, but becoming for us what looks like bread, what looks like wine. He comes to us in the Holy Eucharist. And how oftentimes Jesus, present in the Holy Eucharist, it's like he's someone in a wheelchair, forgotten. That at Mass, think about this. this. This is for myself too. How many times at Mass have we come, we received Holy Communion, we've gone back to our pews not even noticing Jesus. We're going 100 miles an hour. We're concerned about this. We're concerned about that. We're concerned, you know, all these things. And that image of myself walking past someone in a nursing home, completely not noticing them. I try to now, you know, make us, you know, at least give a smile. But that, that experience of someone being unnoticed is so often Jesus. That our God, who's king, humbles himself to that, to the Holy Eucharist. And he's forgotten, unnoticed, not cared for. That's our God. That's our God. The prayer of this Mass that I would like you to pray is, is pray for the grace that, that when you receive Holy Communion, hear forward that you may notice Jesus and then have a conversation with him. That you may notice him and care about him. Because the more we care about Jesus, the more we notice him, the more likely we're going to be in heaven with him for all eternity. So let's pray for that grace.